Yo, it's your boy Mikey, and you are listening to Can We Keep It Real? And don't forget, check out New England Patriot Rundown, available on the Anchor Network, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Breaker, CastBox, Radio Public, so many more. And if you want to talk that shit, hit me up. Can we keep it real? 40 at gmail.com. Until next time, keep it real, keep it authentic, and keep it a hundred. We're going to get into this show and let you motherfuckers know. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Mikey. This is Can We Keep It Real? Yo, welcome to Thursday, July 19th edition. How we all doing? What's popping? What's going on? Let's look what's going on around the city. Yo, shit, Providence. Police investigating the stabbing that left a man with injuries. Providence police was sent to Lydia Street. Home after 9 o'clock and found a man on the floor of the first floor living room with stab wounds to his back, chest, and head. The 38 man had stumbled into the house of his friend after he got stabbed. The victim was identified as Samuel Holder, was taken to Rhode Island Hospital where he remains in critical condition. But he was uncooperative with the cops, of course, who isn't, and asked how he suffered his injuries. Holder's friend told the police that the victim told her Another friend he'd been hanging out with earlier knew who stabbed him. The case was turned over to detectives and also had been dispatched to Burnin and Candace Street, where they also found a scene Tuesday night. So, it looks like here, maybe this cat was stabbed over on Burnin, but yo, to the head, back, neck, I don't know, it might be a little domestic case going on there. But it looks like police are investigating the stabbing in the woods, also over in Warwick. They're investigating a stabbing that happened just after 3 a.m. in the woods behind CCRI. The man was treated at Kent County Hospital for a stab wound to his arm. But I think he's going to be alright, you know, but... um. The college issued an alert to the campus about the stabbing, and the men have no connection at all with CCRI. They know each other, and they were living in a tent in the woods. Looks like little beef can't get along. Friend stab friend. What else going on in Rhode Island? Yo, 13 people were losing their house because of a North Providence fire. Three firefighters got some injuries. When a ceiling collapsed and several residents had to leave their house after a fire on Mineral Spring Ave Tuesday night, acting fire chief John Silver said the fire was called in about 8.30 in the evening. And when firemen got to 941 Mineral Spring Ave, they found very, very heavy fire on the first floor of the two-family unit. Three firefighters suffered injuries because of the ceiling collapsing. As they were trying to get to the second floor. They were treated at the scene and released. The cause is still under investigation. But they're saying it's known to be accidental. The firefighters had the blaze under control pretty quickly. I think it was back like June 7th. Rhode Island been putting up their little toll bridges. To start tolling trucks. And to make some money. People were bitching about it. And 
but it looked like the tolls were going to go forward, and they did. But it looks like the first month of toll earnings are higher than expected. It looks like that the Department of Transportation in Rhode Island made $625,000 in one month's time. The Rhode Island Department of Transportation said the state made more money than they even thought they were going to make in the first month of taxing truck drivers. The receivables from June 11th to July 10th totaled $625,989, which is really 27, about 27000 more than the state really anticipated on even making. The Department of Transportation said it appears that fewer trucks than expected are avoiding the state's two tolls on, on Route 95 in Washington County. The Department of Transportation had estimated that 177,000 vehicles would pass through the tolls during the first month of operation, but the actual number was really 188,815 trucks. With one full month of operation under their belts, they're saying they feel confident that the tractor-trailer truck-only tolling system is really working as expected. Truck drivers might feel different about that. They said they'll continue to monitor the system and, you know, make sure there's no glitches. The DOT, which is really facing a lawsuit at this time from the American Trucking Association, they're moving ahead with plans to install 10 more. Yep, 10 more around the state. It said and recently submitted their plans for 10 gantry locations to the Federal Highway Administration. The DOT will... Except public comment on the environmental assessment um, at a hearing August 11th. They're going to hold comment meeting on July 27th. And the, plates, the state's going to go ahead with 14 tolls throughout Rhode Island. So they're going to be more money to make. There's only two of these tolls right now. And they already made $600,000. What do you think about the trucking tolls? Let me know. Hit the like. Hit the comment button. Hit the bell notification. It's your boy. We'll be right back. Good thing Google is so friggin' rich because they would just find $5 billion over mobile practices. The European regulators, they came down real hard on Google. They fined them a record $5 billion for forcing cell phone makers that use the company's Android operating system to install Google search and browser apps on it. They're saying that Google's practices kind of restrict competition and they really re- reduce the choice for consumers. See, Google can easily afford the fine, but the ruling could have really undetermined companies' business models, which rely on giving away its operating system, really in return for opportunities to sell ads and other products to consumers. But Google immediately said it's going to appeal the ruling. Who wouldn't? That's $5 million. Arguing that its free operating system has really led to lower-priced phones. Create more competition with its chief rival, Apple, in which it really has. Android has created more choices for everyone, not less choices, says Google CEO Sundar Pichetti. The fine, which really caps a three-year investigation, 
is the biggest ever imposed on a company by the by the authority. It's pretty much anti-competitive behavior. They're pretty much calling it. You know, pretty much when you corner the market and you don't let anybody else have a chance at the business. Um, I think Microsoft had a problem with it a few years ago when they had the windows for the um, for personal computers. This really, I I think it might have a lot of tension between you know United States, Europe, and which regulates the tech industry pretty much with a lighter hand and has complained that Europe regulations is pretty much singling out American companies for punishments and giving them big, big fines. But some United States politicians kind of welcome the ruling. Um, Democrat Richard, let me see if I'm saying this right, Blumenthal of Connecticut, he tweeted that the fine should be a wake-up call to the Federal Trade Commission and it should lead United States enforcers to protect the consumers. He also previously called on regulators to investigate how Google tracks users of Android phones. But it's in its ruling, the Europe Commission said Google broke the rules by requiring cell phone makers to take a bundle of Google apps if they wanted any at all. The bundle contains pretty much 11 apps. You got YouTube, uh, there's maps in there, Gmail. Regulators really forced on the three that had the biggest market share. Google search. Uh, you got Chrome. And you got the company's app store called the Play Store. So the Europe pretty much commission gave Google 90 days to come up with remedies that could allow rival search apps and browsers um, to make it more phones. If they don't comply... They'll have further penalties up to like 15 million per day, that is. 15 million a day. The Europe Commission also took issues with Google's payments to wireless carriers, phone makers, to exclusively pre-install the Google search apps. It ended up ruling too that Google broke the law by forcing manufacturers that took its apps to commit to not selling devices that used different versions of Android. The Europe Competition Commissioner said that the given size of the company, the 4.3 billion fine is not really disappropriate. The penalty is on a 2.4 billion dollar, which would be 2.8 billion, that regulates imposed on Google a year, a year ago for favoring its shopping listings and search results. A Google parent company Alphabet made 9.4 billion in profits. In the first three months of the year, it has over $100 billion in cash on reserve. The important thing is not to be distracted by the size of the fine. What is important is that Google has to change its abusive behavior, saying the commission of the rival search engine, Kelku. Android is an open source operating system that Google lets cell phone makers use for free. As a result, it is the most widely used system, even beating Apple's iOS brand. And one more thing, Ford is recalling 550,000 vehicles. Ford is recalling about half a million cars and SUVs in North America to fix a gear shift problem that could cause the vehicles to roll away unexpectedly. 
The recall covers certain 2013-16 Fusion sedans and some 2013-14 Escape small SUV models. So, if you're one of the half a million SUV owners that maybe own a Fusion sedan or an Escape, check out Ford. They're having a recall. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Mikey, and this is Can We Keep It Real? How we doing, man? Hope everyone's keeping it real, keeping it authentic, and keeping it a 100. Do you realize that police really secretly track cell phones to solve crimes without warrants, without any interruption from anything else? When a thief smashed someone's car window and they ran off with a cell phone, it was unusual how the police ended up tracking down the suspect. Detectives, they did it by secretly with one of the government's most powerful phone surveillance tools. This thing is capable of intercepting data from hundreds of people's phones all at the same time. It's to track the phone and it can track the suspect right to the doorway of where they are. They use it to search for people stealing cars. And they use it for people making a string of harassing phone calls. And another case over in Baltimore and other cities, they use the phone tracker commonly known as Stingray to locate perps and suspects of routine street crimes that frequently conceal the fact from the suspects. They conceal it from the lawyers they even hide it from the judges. And in the process, they quietly transform in like pretty much a form of surveillance, pretty much build as a tool to really hunt terrorists, kidnappers, and they're using it in everyday police policies and policing work to catch criminals and the sort. The device, which is about the size of a suitcase, Cost as much as four hundred thousand dollars. Imagine that four hundred grand for this thing. But it allows the police to pinpoint a phone's location within a few yards just by posting as a cell tower. See what happens in the process is they then intercept the information from the phone of nearly everyone else who happens to be nearby the device. That they're pretty much tracking. Including innocent bystanders. Just people that don't want their business out there. They don't intercept the content of any communications. But dozens of police departments from LA all the way across the country. They own pretty much similar devices. I think it was at least 35 different departments had them. The ACLU has actually found out. Another 18 on top of that 35. When and how the police have used these devices, it's really a mystery. It's really in part because the FBI sworn them to secrecy. Police and court records in Baltimore offered a different answer. The records showed that the city's police ended up using the stick ray pretty much to catch anyone from killers to friggin' petty thieves. That they regularly hid or obscured the surveillance once suspects pretty much got the court 
and that many of these people arrested, they will never end up be prosecuted. Defense attorneys pretty much assigned many of these cases. They didn't even know a stingray was used until there was a USA Today article that pretty much, and they contacted them. Even though state law does require that they be told about any electronic surveillance devices. Part of your discovery, Rule 16. One lawyer went on to say that he was astonished by the extent of what police go through aggressively using this technology. And how long they even been using it, people, they don't even really know. They're creating rules as they're going along. And they're shielding them rules from the Constitution of the United States. Prosecutors has admitted that they also get left in the dock. When our prosecutors are not made aware that a detective used a, an illegal cell site stimulator, it is really disclosed, however, we rely upon the police department really to provide the state. Police in Tallahassee ended up using the Stingray. To, they pretty much used it to track down a woman that was wanted for check fraud. And according to the ACLU last year in Tacoma, Washington, Police used theirs to try to find a stolen city laptop. And according to records released to the website Murdrock, other departments acknowledge that they plan to use their stingrays for solving street crimes. See, the surveillance really became more common. And now it's starting to get more known to state, federal lawmakers. And they really want to try to put a limit on circumstances that these devices can be used. Some states are now requiring police departments to get a search warrant before they can use the Stingray. And Congress is considering a similar rule. Federal government officials said the Stingray was designed to allow them really to track dangerous criminals. It's how we find killers, said the FBI director. It's how we find kidnappers. They said it's how they find drug dealers. It's how we find missing children. But in Baltimore... It's how the police tracked the man they suspected stole a phone from the back seat of a car parked outside city central booking in 2009. Two days after the theft, an officer said in court filings that detectives found Danelle Freeman holding a phone in the doorway of an East Baltimore housing projects. But the court filing didn't say how detectives knew to look for the phone there. But the police, police surveillance log indicates that they used a stingray. So for a misdemeanor theft, they used a $400,000 piece of equipment. See, the problem is you can't really have it both ways. You can't have to be some super secret national security terrorist finder and then use it to solve petty crimes. FBI spokesman said in a bureau does not have the authority to tell police departments how they should use stingrays. It has asked them to keep that use confidential, requiring them to sign non-disclosure agreements that prohibit offices from revealing how the phone tracking technology works.